Hello friends, I'm Dulce Sloan and welcome to That Black Ass Show, a podcast celebrating the black TV shows, movies, plays, and all types of black content that have and continue to shape the world. This week we're talking about the 90s UPN show, Homeboys in Outer Space. For one season, audiences watched as Tiberius Ty Walker and Morris Clay rode around the universe in their space hoopty piloted by their computer named Loquatia. They go on missions finding rare items for their clients. The show starred Flex Alexander, Daryl M. Bell, Rona Bennett, Kevin Michael Richardson, Paulette Braxton, Michael Collier, James Duhon, and John Lithgow. Today's guest is writer, comedian, actor, and a man who just mm, tickles me so, Hannibal Burris. His big screen appearances include Daddy's Home, Spider-Man Homecoming, The Secret Life of Pets, Angry Birds, Tag, and more. And we can't forget that he hosts his own podcast, Handsome Rambler. You can catch his 2016 comedy special, Comedy Camasado, on Netflix. And he has a new special coming out July 3rd called Miami Nights on YouTube. All right, let's start the show. I'm excited for your new special to come out. That's on the July the 3rd, day before my birthday. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, called Miami Nights. Now, why did you call this Miami Nights? Did you tape it in Miami? I taped it in Miami. Where uh, in Miami? I taped it at the Olympia Theater. Oh, do I know where that is? Is that North Miami or? That's downtown Miami. Okay. I I used to, I was born there. We used to live there. So it's been years yeah. since I've been there. Things are quite different. We were back for the show, but we were closer to like where I, North Miami Beach, but so you called it Miami Nights because you taped it in Miami. And I was I was uh, arrested in Miami in uh, December of 2017, and so uh, it was a false arrest. It was dropped just a couple months later, but I kind of uh, tell that story. Uh, you should have watched it. It's bonkers. <laughs> so you. It's a wild story. So wait, so it was a false arrest because I want people to I want people to watch the special. Yeah. But so a false arrest. So they acknowledged that they falsely arrested a black man. Well, they didn't acknowledge that they, but they the charge was dropped without me uh, going to court. I never, I never had to go to court. No. You didn't go to lo- court, and the charge got dropped. I didn't go to court. Hmm. I never. I didn't go back to Miami. I just had. I hired a lawyer. Hmm. Uh, I, the reason the charge was so petty and stupid that when I got sent, this is a bit from the special, but it really happened. My lawyer, I got sent three recommendations for defense attorneys and I just hired my guy cause his last name was Bieber. And I thought that was funny. And I was like, this is anybody's going to be, I could beat the case if I felt like going to Florida to do this busy work. And so I was like, ah, Bieber. Just because that'll make a great part of the story. <laughs> it'll be a fun. It'll be a fun thing for an article because then it's people sitting up going, "Did Justin Bieber's dad defend Hamill Burris in court? Is Justin Bieber's dad a lawyer? Wait a minute, I have to figure this out." So you knew that it would just create like it would just be people being going, "What the? F- is Justin Bieber a lawyer? Like it would have just, just yeah." It's funny. It's just for me. I mean, it was three. It was just such a because I know I didn't do anything. I was just it was, you know, it's a lot of times uh, a lot of officers. uh, Just don't have the emotional maturity to manage retail clothing, let alone (laughs) people on the street, you know, and so um that's what it was it was just this this we had some words and and the person was just upset um and so we dive a little bit into his history um on on the police force and he's you know surprisingly not surprisingly that wasn't his first incident where somebody was like this dude is a dickhead 
Um, so it's a, it's really, it's uh sort of, sort of go back and, and tell that story because I actually filmed the special once in LA and there was a few things with production and the venue choice wasn't right for filming. Mm-hmm. And so when I, when, when I went into, we did full post-production on it and then I just didn't want to put it out and it, that shit was out of pocket. So Mm. It was a tough decision to make to be like, ah, we can't do it. And it like, All right. Oh, you didn't put it out. I didn't put it out because it just wasn't, it didn't have a feel that I I needed it to feel. And it didn't feel like how the tour dates felt, which is mm. what the, the special should be. It should be kind of capturing what your your tour was like and what so the cap- show. It's supposed to be capturing a moment. Yeah, it's like a time. A at least mm. that in this and at this stage, that's what I'm trying. To, I'm trying to capture what one of my shows was and how it and how it felt. Is this happened happened to be cameras there? You know. Mm-hmm. I understand that. You wanted to give the vibe. You wanted to give the like. I understand. It's you want to so, read. Yeah, yeah. but I hear you. And so this particular show wasn't. It didn't match it. There was some other. There was some issues with. A producer, uh, and mm. so I, I kind of was just, I wasn't in a good space that day, and so I didn't want to make that permanent. So I was willing mm. to take the L financially to not have that just be out for the rest of my life, because that's forever money you can get back. So right, I was, and I just like you know. I put together another small tour in summer of uh, like late, yeah, late July of last year. And then filmed it again in Miami where the shit happened. So mm-hmm. then the story hit more, of course, because it was this other, these other local elements. And uh, it was, it was right decision. I, I feel good about it. I think I'm I'm very excited to see it. I had a family member recently tell me about like when we were living in Miami about how they had gotten arrested just because this cop was just being a dickhead. So this is Miami yeah. Dade police. They're driving and uh have two other family members in the car, all women, all grown women. This cop whips out, basically almost hits them, mm-hmm. and uh you know, lights come on, but, you know, it's perfectly legal all over the country where if you don't mm. feel comfortable pulling over somewhere, you can pull over. You can wait to find a place because some places are just dark and cops mm-hmm. just pull you over in a dark place. You're like, I'm not pulling. I'm going to die out here. So they were a half a mile from their house. They pull up to the house and the cop just gets out being wild. You were invading, arrested. You were fleeing the scene. They're like what? No, there's no scene. What are you saying? Yeah, and they got arrested for a headlight being out, and it was mainly because. And this is a you know my, my female family members, and at one point, a female cop shows up on the scene, and this woman just presses herself against my family member, like and you yeah. know against their body, and she just goes, "Can you not? Can you not?" Mm-hmm. Can you introduce yourself first, at least? Can you get your breasts off my breasts? <laughs> and was just because there were other cops out there, and you know she was just giving the one cop the business, and then giving this lady cop the business, and the other cops were just cracking up. And yeah. the cop, and so you know, the worst thing you would ever do is embarrass a white man. Worst thing you would ever yeah. do is not only embarrassing a white man, embarrass a white man. But in front of his colleagues? Yeah. Because I've heard a white dude say I was joking. He's like, oh, not in front of my colleagues. I'm like, first of all, he uses this word. <laughs> you are 32 years old. Why are you even putting all this gravity into this? And I'm a comic, calm down. <laughs> and so this cop was so hateful that he towed her car yeah. from her house. Wow. Um, she's at the house. I pulled over at my house and this motherfucker towed her car from the house. And even one of the cops was like, 
yo, man, leave. Like, yo, man, give her a break. She's got kids. Like, they're, they're inside. Give her a break. And this dude was just on a fucking rampage. Yeah. And just told the car from her house. And then when they got to court a month later, told her that she should plead guilty to the charges that I didn't do any of the things you accused me of. Mm-hmm. And then they get in front of the judge and she tells what happens. And the judge goes, what? Told yeah. from dismissed. We No, like that. Because the first time he didn't even show up, the cop didn't show up to court. They had to do a second time. Uh but yeah, rolled up on her, telling her to plead guilty. She was reading a book, and she's just like, and just broke it down for him again. I ain't pleading guilty to nothing. I didn't do know what you said, but I did. But you have a nice day. And then the judge yeah. was like, the fuck are you saying? So yeah, I can under, I see the ridiculous trumped up charges. Yeah. This happened to my family from fucking Miami-Dade police. And so you just take that. So that could, that's the, the other end of policing on on the super petty side mm. that affects a lot of people. Like, even though the charge got dismissed, she probably had better shit to do that day than be up in there, you know, for, for something that happened that night. That, that So this so just because of people's egos mm-hmm. and, and, and getting feeling threatened and not being able to handle somebody talking fly to them, People have to take time off work, lose money, pay mm-hmm. for this. And so all of this shit is, this is millions and millions of dollars over time. Yep. Just because motherfuckers is hoes. Right. Because the judge was like, she had to pay $100, $100 something. I couldn't even remember what she, I was like, I don't remember. Because I, I was like, what'd you pay $100 for? She was like, something about a court, not a court fee, or something about a ticket or something. Because the headlight was still out. So she had to pay $100 something, then to pay $100 to get the car to impound from the tow yard. Yeah. Then miss two days of work. Right. Because this dude's a whole ass motherfucker. And I'm just like, yo, man, they got to start doing like psychological miss. evaluations on these cats before they let them yeah. tow guns, man. Miss two days of work. Who knows if somebody brought like some type of fly lunch for everybody one of those days? Could somebody could have been a cake some- day. Could have been a cake date. Somebody might have brought some great new snacks or something. Mm-hmm. Somebody might have popped up in there through a, a impromptu party. And now she in court. Listen, we have to talk about this show because I thought hey, me and my uh, brother. You can't tell that I'm stalling because I haven't watched the show. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. <laughs> I only was I finished the first episode right before, but you would still remember the show. So listen, because yeah. I wanted to ask you. I felt like me and my brother were the only people who remembered this show, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So why did you want to talk about Homeboys in Outer Space today? When you say a black show, um, that, I was just thought about that and thought about, I, I realized I hadn't spent that much time, you know, really thinking about how kind of bonkers that is, that it was Homeboys in Outer Space. Yeah. And what that show now with, you know, it's been, you know, 20 plus years since that was out. And so just the process of, you know, how did that get on? And was it because on if like the name now, it feels like a bad show, right? Just you hear you're like, homeboys not a space. Terrible. Like your right. your brain almost does an immediate homeboy. Like, uh, ah, that shit uh, sucked. When I watched the first few minutes, and it's not really that that bad. It's just a bit ham-fisted conceptually, and I think it it uh, it with a different name and a little massaging, it probably would have like been great. All right, yeah. Space, what a cool place. So calm, so tranquil. So full of love. We're gonna die! We're gonna die! I knew I should have listened to my horoscope. It said I'm gonna die! Pull yourself together. In our many years of intergalactic battle, we've been through worse scrapes than this. Uh uh. What do you want me to do? Break down and cry in your face? I can use the company. Have you ever seen this show, Red Dwarf? I have. 
Okay, it's on it's on BritBox, which is you can get through Amazon Prime. And it is my, me and my family, it's like me and my brother and my mom, especially me and my brother, it's our favorite TV show. The show premiered in 1988. Red Dwarf. Red Dwarf. It's a British sci-fi show. The show premiered in 1988. They just did a movie in in April. The movie just came out in April. So every, because it's not like most British shows that end after like four seasons. Yeah. Um, They have had, episodes have been coming out since I was five years old. Um. And now I'm 36. So they just had a movie come out in April. But that show put me in the mind of... So I think I like this show so much because I love Red Dwarf so much. And it's basically about this guy who gets trapped in deep space. Mm-hmm. And all these ridiculous adventures. But it's like this light-skinned black dude who's in the middle of yeah. space. And there's a character who's called the cat who's descended from cats. And then there's a robot and there's a hologram. But the show is... But the dude's a fucking space bum. Who yeah. badly plays the guitar. He eats chicken vindaloos all day and gets drunk as fuck. But the show, but every week there's a different thing that they're like, they're, they're salvaging other ships and they're meeting up with people. So it put me in the mind of that because they tried to do an American pilot yeah. of it, but it didn't work. So it, it is the, name, the yeah. name of stuff because if they had called yeah. that show Space Bum. Yeah. It wouldn't have fucking worked. But since they named it after the name of the ship, but the thing is, what else could you have named the show? Space Hoop Yeah. Or yeah. uh, 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 what was in the, the character Flex and something on planet? I don't know. So it was like but, it was Flex, and then the other guy's name was Darryl. Morris Clay. So Daryl and Bell's uh, was Morris Clay. Then there was Loquacia. Also, James Duhon. Playing Pippin was great because if anybody yeah. knows who Scotty was from the original Star Trek, um, the original series, and then John <laughs> John Lithgow, which yeah. is just out of nowhere, as uh, Liddy, literally Pity McPatpat was his character's name. Here's what I I think now though too, with this with this type of show, with it being a you know concept uh kind of unique how would it do in this if it was released now with social media in that context and people being able like to do a a, a put up like a one minute clip you know right and it's like crazy space shit happening and like what the hell is this uh where it did and there was no youtube or anything during during that time. It was just you either you just have to watch right. the show. The and that's it. You just only watching the show. Maybe you saw a commercial doing something else. But maybe if it's like 30 seconds of this show and, and it go does it go viral and then people kind of get into it and it becomes a cultist thing because you're able to take bits and pieces and people connect in a way. Who knows? Right. And Cause like if you were able to give it like maybe like an Octavia E. Butler Afrofuturism mm. type vibe, yeah. because the other thing is is like a lot of shows about the future don't show people of color, yeah, in the future. So like as a kid, you're just like, do they kill us all? I think they kill us all. How the fuck are we? They're in the twenty thir- third century. We're in the twentieth century now. Twenty first century. Why the fuck? Did they kill all the niggas? Like, yeah. I, like as a kid, I would see shows and be like, "Mommy, did they kill all of us?" She said, "Girl, they just don't put us in these shows." But as a child, I was truly concerned that they had murdered all of us and then went to fucking space because they didn't want to yeah. stay on Earth anymore because they killed us all. Um, I think we should watch the first three minutes because it is it is really dense on just. It's a lot that happens. It's a lot of jokes. It's a lot of different moves. We get the names of stuff. They do get a lot off in his first three minutes, and I and I, I was pretty fascinated by it. All right, y'all, we're gonna take a quick break, and then we'll be back. Hope you've been enjoying the show so far. Let's get back into it. I'm gonna go give that mutant bully a piece of my mind. Right, Vasti. What? 
I am sick and tired of hey, coming here. This drink is watered down. Really? What's <laughs> <laughs> this? So are you. <laughs> now, he just, what were you gonna say? I, I get a mop. <laughs> he vaporized the motherfucker. For saying his drinks was watery. Minute three. It's so much. That was minute three of motherfucker got vaporized. Okay, for y'all, those of y'all listening, we just watched the first three minutes of the uh, aired pilot of Homeboys in yeah. Outer Space. Uh, there is a, uh, and it's on YouTube. The uh, the unaired pilot has uh, Mel Jackson as opposed to Daryl M. Bell playing um, Morris. And I don't know if you remember who Mel Jackson is. He was the replacement character um, on Living Single after Kyle left and they got the light skinned dude? Uh, wait. I don't even remember that era of, wait. Okay. So yeah, the light skinned dude that popped up on Living Single to replace Kyle. He was the uh, in the original pilot. He was in the original, yeah, he was in the oh, original pilot. Oh, is that what... So damn it, we gotta watch the. Did they? It's, was it this? It's the, the beginning of it is exactly the same. The only difference is, as opposed to getting a space pizza and then getting robbed by like a space pirate who steals their ship. In the unaired pilot, they um have to return like a magical child back to his father or back to uh, her father. So that's the only big difference. But like the story setup was different for the other character, which is whenever I think the most interesting thing to me about that is when you see who they cast in the pilot of something mm-hmm. and they shoot the whole show and then they go back and go, hey, you know what? Mm, you know that dude we paid in that whole day of production? Day? work for Days. <laughs> I forgot it's not a Tyler Perry show. This whole week, two weeks of this whole week of production that we spent filming this one pilot episode. Because I did a pilot before, um, and I was one of the main characters on it. And I think it took us like what? It was like ten days we were shooting it because we had so many locations that we were shooting on. So like a pilot isn't like a one. Like it's days. You're right. It's days you shoot a pilot. You spent all of these days, you paid all of these people, you spent all of this money, and then you went, nah, not him. And then you just picked a whole different light-skinned dude to play this yeah. character. I'm always interested for recasting, like in the middle of, like when they did with um, my wife and kids, where they recast the daughter in the middle of the first season, or middle of whatever season. But you just recast the daughter. Like with shows recast kids as if we're not going to notice is always great to me. But I do um I do like cuz if you keep watching this episode you do see so you didn't so do you remember Loquacia the uh the Hoopty computer was this very very sassy black lady. Oh, really? Yes. Uh no. No, that was the, and she, she would kind of, nah, we, what would she do? Nah, we ain't going there type stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she Hell comes nah. up. Not now. Cause she's in love with Morris and she does not like, uh, flexes. She doesn't like Ty. It's, she does hit the, oh no, you didn't. She does hit you with one of those. Okay. All right, baby, we got a mission. We're about to get paid in full. Computer, let me know if all systems are go. Morris, you don't need to talk to me so formal. <laughs> I mean, after all the galaxies we've been to together, it's Loquasia. Or Miss Jones, if you're nasty. <laughs> Look, Loquasia, we just need to know if all systems are go. Oh, are you in here too? I'm gone. <laughs> I'm telling you, Mo, after (laughs) 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 
Oh. <laughs> oh man. That's that's a ah, it's a it's a good bit. It's just it's her name didn't have to be Loquisha. It did it. Could've... And it she didn't have to be too, she didn't have to have all the neck and everything. She had to be a so sister girl, but it reminds me of Red Dwarf because there's a there's a character called Holly who plays the ship's computer. And it's the guy's face, and it's the exact same setup, like a kind of like a yeah. Max Hedron situation. Yeah. Um, and if you're not over, I guess you'd have to be over the age of 33 to know who the fuck Max Hedron is. Um, but that's another thing that reminded me about Red Dwarf. But yeah, because she was like, Yeah, you ain't have to Morris. <laughs> yeah, you gotta yeah. be so formal. I was like, what yeah. are we doing? <laughs> it's me, Love Christ. And I was like, why did we have to? Also, that big blonde streak coming down the front. Like, it was a very 90s, like, hard bob, blonde streak, we out here. And I could see why the NAACP panned it. And uh, because it only had one season. Because the NAACP was like, this is awful. You're a space hoopty, loquacia, all this other shit. But at the same time, I was just like, "Eh, maybe we should have just gave it one more chance. Yeah, not in the 90s. Like not We're at that doing point. So good. Cause yeah, what was out then? Um but I think a, a a lot of sitcom stuff in especially in the nineties is is pretty broad anyway in, in mm. the in the performance, because you perform in, in front of a crowd that's probably yeah. been been there for five hours or some shit. Mm. <laughs> so so you gotta fucking really perform to to get those laughs and and everything too oh because uh, it's like because when you look at it it's like you had uh so many black shows on like there were so many black shows on i guess it just was like it was like the parenthood moesha um then there was Living Single and Martin and I think A Different World was still on. Uh, the Parkers. And that was just like, just on UPN was, because uh, the WB hit the Parenthood. And there was all these different black shows, I guess, where they were just showing us in a more positive light. But I, they weren't showing us in the future. They were just yeah. showing us in the present. I think in this new era of extreme corporate white guilt mm. I could get <gasps> funding to do a reboot of Homeboys <laughs> but what's the new name gonna be Hannibal we can't call uh, it people don't use Homeboy the way they did with the 90s it's not the same kind of connotation yeah. so it's like a it's, I don't want to say it's like a dead term but it's like the. it's the gonna culture. be uh, I I take responsibility in outer space <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> Adventures in Space was already a show. We got to find a good name for this. Because I think it could work. Because people like people going on adventures. People like people, you know, it's... There's well, a, you go, you it, it just has to be the... I, it just has to... You don't have to lean into the homeboys part. Exactly. Do we don't need location. Martin, it was just Martin, mm-hmm. you know, and then in the other people. So it's, you know, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. You know, these shows, it could just be they be based around uh, a star or a play or it's just whatever the name. Atlanta is Atlanta. It's not, right. you know, black dude in Atlanta. It's just Atlanta. Oh my it's, God, when that you know, show came out, you know how many niggas called me and was like, are you writing on this show? And I'm like, why do you think? <laughs> well, because you're from Atlanta. I'm like, a lot of people are from Atlanta. Yeah. No, like so many people hit me up. Well, do you think you can get me? Nigga, I don't know Donald Glover. What are you talking about? You think we all know each other? Don't be <laughs> the black. This is what white people think. Don't be these blacks, you bastards. Uh, anywho's, um, we have to figure out, I... Uh, cause it was like, cause Loquacia can't be Loquacia. That has to be, that can't be, this can't be a Shanae situation. 
in this right. damn computer. But she was like, but the thing was like, Shanae was like hood, hood. Like, but LaQuasia was like hood with a job. Where it was like, you ever see like a hood bitch in an office job and you're just like, oh, I love every minute of this. <laughs> because their outfits are always like a little, like I've been like, I remember going to the unemployment office in Atlanta because I got laid off. And there was a girl working there and she was in a suit. But I knew she didn't have underwear on. Because the pants were so tight. <laughs> and I was like, and then the shoes were a little too high. And then the jacket a, was too snug. And then her shirt was too low cut. And I'm just like, I don't know what I It was probably doing. a thong though, right? It was probably a thong. It was either a thong or no draws, right? But her pants were tight enough where it had each individual butt cheek. Oh, well, yeah, I see. I see. You see what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Like, I can see the little heart shape on the bottom as opposed to just being pants. It was a heart shape on the right. bottom. And I was and I was like, and she's trying to tell me what to do. And I keep looking. And it's me and this other woman going, is that what am I looking at her ass? What is it? How am I supposed to concentrate? And then all the dudes in there weren't paying a fucking attention because she looked amazing. So <laughs> it was things so like, I love a hood bitch. And she had, you know, it was, okay, listen, what I need you to do is you need to fill out this paperwork every week and you need to turn this. And I was just like, what is Oh, a hood, bitch with a, hood bitch with a job. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Because she popped her mouth at least five times when she was telling us how to fill out these forms. And I was like, I'm just glad she's here. I'm just glad that she is working. Okay? She's got her a nice corporate job. But, yeah, you need either, like, a corporate type like that or... Because would you make it a black, black show? Would you make it more of a diverse show? Like, if you, Hannibal Burris, were to reboot Homeboys in Outer Space with a different name, yeah. How would the cat would you you would you want the casting to be more diverse casting, or would you just be going to be like a black ass show? Um, yeah, we have a we'd have a token white person. You should make them the computer. No, that makes them look smart. Mm, but he can't be the boss. Wait a minute. Uh, well, there was white people on this show: James Duhon and John Lithgow. Ooh. The uh no, the white person would be the the goofy comic relief. Okay, okay. So in the so because it was it was Tiberius. Mm, tell me, tell no, me. No, the no the computer would be like the, it would be like a hillbilly. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh no, no, not that's not what. Hey, hey, this is this is my vision. And it's, <laughs> it be edited. Okay, run it. You can't. Run hey, it. don't yeah, don't be just shut down my dreams in the I creation apologize. process. I apologize, you know, sir. I'm just trying I, to get it on. I'm trying to get it on paper first. You just, we're just then, what is it? Go- spitballing. We're spitballing. You know, you know, you know, you can wipe stuff off of the whiteboard, you know. Okay. But you got, okay, so we got so a yeah, hillbilly computer. Hillbilly from the, the West Virginia mountains. He's the computer. Right. Which is kind of funny. Because okay. <laughs> people and it's associate. Just us arguing with him. It's just like, <laughs> that's wrong. That's wrong. And you're like, no, you got to go by the. The minds, the minds, <laughs> like no, and you, you make a space. A, there are no minds. What you gotta you go talking? make a right by the minds. Pick up cold. That's no. That's <laughs> not the way. <laughs> and then we like uninstall him. We uninstall a different computer. Get him out of here. <laughs> and that's how we get guest stars in. And then okay, okay. And then okay. so we get a different guest star in. They have to post on Twitter and Instagram. So we're getting their fan bases every week. Now the show's got, and now it's crazy. Who are they going to fire next week? What computer will they un- uninstall? Who will it be? Is it going to be Carson Daly or will it be Blake Lively? Who will they have on there as the computer? <laughs> I love, okay, now I fuck with that. Okay, so, but it's the same premise. So it's the same premise. Two best friends in space. Yeah. And they are seekers of fortune, treasure hunters, but also, you know, they run errands. Two best friends in space. They start, they start a casino in space. Oh, in the car or in uh, outside the car? Because I would love it if it was like a mobile. Because you know, like uh, 
because my friend always jokes that he wants his nickname to be International Waters, mm-hmm. so he can be on a boat uh, doing casino shit in International Waters because of the laws. So what if the casino is on is in their car, like it's on their starship? So they have an yeah. inter- they have an intergalactic casino. It's a space casino. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, so that's part of the trip. And so they yeah trying to, and so they go on to different planets. Mm-hmm, to mm-hmm, get mm-hmm. their employees. So it's basically kind of, you know, they're doing, it's a casino, so it's entertaining. And then there's a there's a job fair element to the show. And so they're hiring people. And then mm. we can just really get a look into corporate America and hiring practices. So like and hiring then, the girls for the showroom, hiring the car dealers, hiring yeah. the bartenders, Hiring entertainment, and all so, of this. But yeah, and then we're really getting into it. And then it's just, you know, it's a curveball because you think it's a show about a casino, but it's really about, you know, falsifying education. And so we get real deep. You didn't go to University Space. of Galactica. <laughs> you didn't go here. We checked. And so then we go, you know, it's like a, a three episode arc of just references checks where they're going going to different planets. Hey, did he work here? Did he really crush it here? And did everybody really enjoy, did he accomplish these things? We we never met him. And then boom, they got to go back. They said they never That is just going, to, yeah, it's just crazy. Hey, do you know PowerPoint? <laughs> we need somebody to put up the specials on the screen and shit and all of that. So now you just have to prove that you do PowerPoint. It's just all types. Of, I mean, it's workplace stuff. So it's like the office meets casino meets belly. <laughs> Not belly. Who's the computer? <laughs> The Mel Street for the season finale, computer Mel Street. <laughs> Sorry, no, wrong. I, my bad, Tilda Swinton. My bad. <laughs> what if this becomes like a really like coveted thing? Like there's just shows or like like shows that people had to be yeah. on. It's just like now it's like, oh my god, I have got to be the computer. Like just yeah. white, like just very prominent, like white actors going, I'm um, call, well, call my call my yeah. manager. I have well, to be the computer on the show. Well, I'm trying. That's why I'm trying to be very descriptive and specific about this, because the way the Internet works is somebody will take this audio and then they'll kind of put it together. They might animate it or they'll put together the pitch and the whole mm-hmm. vision board and everything. And then they'll put it up. And then we got it together and and we just sent it out. So that's that's what it is. So, you know, hit me up. Booking at HannibalBurris.com is the email I use for that. Um, And we can just, you know, let's just make this happen. Let's just make art. Let's just take chances with ideas. uh, And let's just try to create <laughs> fucking intergalactic job fair oh my god <laughs> that would be it's almost like like oh have you because like i could just you see, like, tested you, positive for plutonium <laughs> we thought you were clean and then it just turns from anger to like hey we're gonna get you some help I'm sorry. You know, this is we're a nurturing place. You're this is a plutonium crisis, and we're not gonna fire you. We're gonna help you through this. Oh, plutonium crisis. <laughs> because you could do an intergalactic job fair, but I love that somebody just lied about the fact. Like, you know, I went to space Harvard, or. Yeah. 
you know, I went to the University of Mars, um, which is yeah. a two year school. Uh, but <laughs> I can't. I can't. Just... Intergalactic job fair. I don't know why this is sticking out in my mind. Like, I just want to see people, like, kind of slightly floating through the air, but like, hey, listen, I have been a star catcher for 20 years now yeah. and the industry's just changed so much yeah. and I'm just, just I'm just trying to I'm just starting my I'm trying to figure my new career path and so yeah. you and an alien are sitting there trying to figure out how you were going to acquire enough stardust to pay your yeah. space mortgage like just yeah. real silly shit <laughs> and then for me right so I think it's good if the since it's in space it's kind of the future but the, whoever's the, the running the company, he's, you know, he could do these type of meetings across the galaxy. He could do them mm. virtually, but he's an old school bit. He's a face to face person. Kind of guy. Yeah. He don't so even like to teleport. Yeah. He like to pull up. So he's traveling millions of light years just to just, you know, make sure I want to I want to shake. I want to shake his hand in person. I want to see. I want to see what it is. I want to feel the environment there. But he could have just did it, and he could have knocked it out in five minutes. So it's a guy in the future that's not really embracing what it is to be in the in the future. It's a it's Which a great story. I think this is a uh, hundred episodes. Good to go. Actually, <laughs> gonna we're going to, uh, to syndication, baby. Yeah, go out to end the <laughs> podcast here and uh, go get to work. All right, y'all. We're gonna take a quick break, and then we'll be back. Hope you've been enjoying the show so far. Let's get back into it. Before you go, we still have to do my favorite part of the show. And that is called That Black Ass Confession. We have music. I just always make a sound because I'm a silly lady. So, Hannibal Ezekiel Burris. What's your black ass confession, Negro? Uh... My, I don't, I haven't, I haven't seen, uh, I haven't seen coming to America all the way through. You haven't seen coming to America all the way through? I kind of understand the concept just because of his place and culture and, and just scenes being, but I don't know, like I know the barbershops and I know like the, st- but I haven't like really sat and watched it, or if I have, it's blank, and I haven't like rewatched. I haven't seen it. To, you know what I mean? Like I know yeah, he's I, like, yeah, it's like one of those where I'm like, is there? There's a girl. Uh, he fakes broke. I know the story. It's like yeah. sort of the Star Wars shit too, or start. Uh, yeah, but I'm like, yeah, his son. You are my father, Obi Wan. Like I know all the like the book. Bu- right. I know the bullet points and shit. <laughs> My son works. James Earl Jones comes yeah. in. Yeah, and then somebody, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, see, uh, even that, the uh, that part, that I know that more from the, uh, you know, Ludacris used that at the right. beginning. The thing, your highness. See, I didn't it's even like a, connect it. Connect that. It was a to, sketch, right, for one of his albums. Ludacris? Yeah, that's the, the, he kicked off the album like that. Was that Chicken Thank and Beer? King shit, yeah. I think it was chi- uh, was it chicken and beer that he kicked uh, off. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I haven't seen. Okay, I will say that uh, I've not seen the movie Get On Up. Oh, that's the. Uh, is that the Million Man March movie? No, no, let's get a, on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> my uncle came by our house to take my little brother to the Million Man March, and we weren't home, so he just was like, "Well, these niggas ain't home," and they just yeah. went to the Million Man March without my brother. <laughs> but he also didn't tell my mama he was coming to get him either. Yeah, no notice. Nothing. He thought he was just yeah. gonna pull up and take my brother to Washington D.C. without my mother being having <laughs> prior knowledge of this. Yeah, the nineties were crazy. Listen, the t- remember you could just go to your friend's house and they wouldn't be like, "Hey, man, what are you? Why are you?" Yeah, 
You make it weird. Hey. You just go to your friend's house. You just go hey, to your friend's can, house. Can such and such have company? Yes. Can, can Darian have company? No. All right. Well, looks like I'm going back home. He can't have company. <laughs> Why? And, in some, and in, in some days they're like, come in. You want some snacks? Like how you know, houses. You don't know what's going on usually. Mm-mm. And I live in apartments, so for a long time. So I was like, okay. Well, I can't see this friend. Let me go to the next door over. Yeah. Okay. Get on up is a uh, biographical musical drama film about the life of singer James Brown. Starring Chadwick Chad Boseman. Okay. Chadwick Boseman. My uh, my mother went to his funeral. Because, you know, he's born in Augusta, Georgia. So my mother went down yeah. to Augusta for his funeral. And I don't know how my mother always gets in these situations. But apparently, she goes to the funeral. I think by the end of it, she's hanging out with his, like, uh, not his widow, but the girlfriend he had at the time when he died. Mm-hmm. She's now sitting next to this lady in the church. Like, I don't know. She always will come back and be like, oh, I went to this thing, and then I got to meet the most important. Like, we went to go see... A Tyler Perry play yeah. at the Fox Theater in Atlanta. And then we end up at the after party and we know no one. Yeah. To this day, I don't know how we ended up at Churchill Downs, which is next to it. There was 4,000 people in the theater. I don't know. We weren't sitting in the front, in the bottom, nothing. And I don't know what she said or what she did or who she knew. But we ended up meeting Cassie Davis, who was the, was the mom on House of Pain. And then we ended up meeting Tyler Perry because Cassie Davis introduced us to Tyler Perry. And we didn't know Cassie. Da- like, I, to this day, I don't know how the fuck we got in this place. But this happens to my mother all the time. She'll just be somewhere and then she'll know the most important people in the room in five minutes. She's got to, you know, she just acts like she's supposed to be there. You know, she's you always act like you're supposed to. That's the she's first. Just like, she's just moving around. You ever been with somebody and been in like a deep, like, you ever been with somebody and you've been so, and they, like, I've never, like, you just been with, like, oh. The first thing they tell you when you go somewhere is act like you're supposed to be here. As a kid, they tell you act like you're supposed to be here. Knowing good and yeah. fucking well, you're not supposed to be here. Have you been somewhere with somebody who could not act like they were supposed to be there? Uh, Probably. Uh, Yeah, just, I've been with some, sometimes I'll be in places and I, I'm supposed to be there and I act like I'm not supposed Sometimes it'd be... <laughs> Sometimes it'll be my thing and I don't even act like I'm supposed to. I leave I leave my thing early, like, well, yeah. Uh, and you know what? Let me get out of here. Go work on so my co- homeboys from out of space reboot. <laughs> get up out of here. So Tweak the call was coming from inside the house. That's what it is. Send, the call- send this send this email to <laughs> Zach Galifanaskis to be the computer. <laughs> I feel you know what? I <laughs> I can't, I can't, because either part of you is joking or a, like two years from now, I'm going to look on Instagram and be like, this nigga did this reboot of Homeboys in Outer Space without me. Son of a bitch. You're going to be, no, you have to, you'll be at the the very minimum, you get a producer credit. Hey, I don't even know. The, the those, is that money? Or is what's what you get when you produce a credit? You know, money. It, it varies. It's different Ooh. type of producer credits. Mm-hmm. There's producers that actually what is the you know in, in the title and the and what was done, they vary. There's producers mm. that actually, you know, were on set, kinda putting shit together, you know, dealing with actors, actors freaking out. Or, you know, making sure it's just smooth or they were part of hiring the crew or, mm. you know, and, and then there's producers that like might have just put up the money or there's producers that sort of might they might have been on a couple emails, but they plugged in. So they like, I'm, I was a producer. And then somebody like, fine, give them a producer. Right? Uh, mm. <laughs> See, some people, okay. there's the producer that kind of just was the artist manager and that they that that was it and then there so you because you were here you kind of you you provided process. you provided the platform and kind of were the match 
to to the idea. You probably, actually you'd be an executive producer because Ooh. you would have real jumping board for the whole thing. And if you wanted to work and you I'm had excited. the schedule, you could work on the show in a in a real way because that would be <gasps> that would be right. Oh, I I love it. I would yeah. I would be I want to be alien. I want to be alien and I want to be a recur. I don't have to be there all the time, but just a recurring alien that maybe makes whoever the uh, you know maybe I'm sweet on one of the uh, main characters or maybe I'm not sweet on the main character. He's sweet on me. Or it's yeah. a will they, won't they? But I only come on in a few episodes. Oh, okay. I'm so excited about this. Okay, so you've never, seen, <laughs> so you've never seen. I can say that I have, as a child, I saw all of coming to America, but I don't think I've seen it as a as an adult. I've only seen it in bits and pieces. So it's been a long yeah. time since I've seen. This has been like at least like ten years since I've seen the entire movie from beginning to end. Yeah, it's. Here's my, uh, I don't know, this is not a confession, but it's it's a part of, I, I wish n- my dad never ate chitlins again. That's act. we quit eating them in 92, we quit eating them. The, the smell, chit, chitlins, chitterlings, the smell, and it's, it's just, that's like, how could you, that's, eat something that smells like as a choice i don't know if it's a texture thing or what but when i come in it's maybe only once or twice a year but when i hear even when i hear him talk about it you ain't chitlins dad don't talk don't don't i remember heating them up i remember heating them up for my grandma and i remember i remember my i think the time i only maybe ate them one time but I remember seeing my mama clean them and she cleaned them with just a touch of bleach, just a little bleach, and I was, just a little, just a, like not even bleach. a quarter of a tea, just a little smidge because they're the intestines of an animal. Yeah. And what you're cleaning out is if it's the small intestine, it's the first step to poop. If it's the large intestine, it's already poop. Because they yeah. clean them, but you, you still have to clean them, clean them. And then there's a yeah. membrane in there that you have to pull out. And I'm just like, why right. are we doing this still? You could, We could have bought yeah. ham. We could have bought ham. And you bought yeah. a bucket of chitlins. We could have bought We could have had ham. And in Miami, I saw one of my aunts clean it with a hose. Like if you have like one of those, like if you have like one of those like uh, sprayer nozzle attachments or like a hose hose, get them chitlins out there, clean them. You put the hose on it. And it runs that water all the way through. Mm-hmm. Stressing, it's stressing me out. Yeah. It's stressing me out just hearing, hearing about it. We could have had ham, nigga. We could have had ham. could have nah. had ham. <laughs> that could be your we new song. So that's your black-ass ham. confession? Is that you can't handle your dad still eating chitlins? Can't handle chitlins and can't handle, uh, uh, yeah, can't handle, uh, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, hold on. Let me see if uh, how this look. Let's see how it look. I don't like. really fuck with chitlins. What else? I'm like a. Oh. I'm like a. Did you ever eat pig ears? Um, no. Well, not not intentionally. Who <laughs> knows? Who knows what hot dogs got on in there? You never seen a pickled pig's ear in a jar? I seen it in a jar. I never opened. But you never that had jar. one. Yeah, no. That's I didn't either. Stay, I stay in the jar. It. In the jar, the pig ear, the pig foot. A pickled sausage I would eat. That I would do. Yeah. Pig ear. Yeah, it's just, you know. That's like there's nowhere there's meat on that. Because like I think of a human ear. It's just cartilage. There's nothing to eat on that. What are we, what are we, is this majestic? Uh, I don't know. Did you go to, did you go to public school? <laughs> I definitely went to public school. The, I I uh, was talking, I was at my sister's house and my nephew was, he just started virtual private high school, <laughs> like summer school. I feel and, like she uh, shouldn't have to pay full tuition. Absolutely, they shouldn't. Uh, we, we, yeah, everybody should be, anything. they should be contesting charges all around. And 
he this is they that you know this was last month and they had early summer school uh and his one of his first assignments for health class was that he was he had to watch food inc and then have a bunch of you know facts that he learned from it and write a song and i'm like yo they doing movie he had to do review. a book report movie reviews you're doing movie review where when they put on a movie for us in high school it was just like watch this and then it was no and don't follow say up. shit no follow-up it was just watch this it was like down at, at 14 freshman yeah hey, watch this and really think critically about it and you know just pull out some facts and really just you know dig in there and watch this movie about the food he, he watched he had to watch supersize me also supersize me yeah, them watching like real heavy documentaries. Man, this science, this health teacher's an asshole. You can't make it. Super Size Me is a very adult, and so is this Food Inc. Like I know Food Inc. I heard that Food Inc. made a lot of people uh, vegetarians. Yeah, that. Um, and really changed Peter's numbers because they got a lot of uh, brought a lot of people into it. But wow, ah, my niece was supposed to graduate. From high school, this was, was supposed to walk this year. She graduated from high school this year, and COVID happened, and they rescheduled the graduation. And then the day she was supposed to walk, she found out that she had gotten exposed to somebody who had COVID, so she oh. ended up not being able to walk anyway. Damn. And I was like, "Damn!" So I sent her this. Uh, I sent her this really nice. There's this company, Butter Love and Hard Work, that does these giant breakable uh, chocolate candies. Like there's like big heart shaped yeah. chocolates and they give you this big mallet and you break it open. And I sent that to her cause she couldn't walk. I was so sad, but at least she's, I mean, my nephews are still in school, but now they're down in Florida at their dad's house. They don't care. Um, let's see. Well, Mr. Burst, thank you for all of the things. Listen, what's the biggest takeaway you think that people should have from the show? I don't, that's, that's up to them. I can't tell them. About what, <laughs> what the fuck? Could, it, could a takeaway be that there's black people in the future? And uh, we still. I think the takeaway, they, they should just, if they want to watch it, they should watch it. And then they take away what they want. You hear what I think? I think that, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to put too much salt. Cause sometimes that I, I try not to, I mean, if I'm hyped about something, Mm-hmm. In real time, I send people stuff that I'm hyped about. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes being if you if you're over, I mean, because being hyped is kind of a simple I like this, boom. But right. then if it's something in the in the 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 critique or thoughts about it are more layered, then you kind of putting all the sauce on it before people watch it on their own and then they then you can't have a conversation, but we just did talk about it a bunch. I guess, right. you know, watch it. You know, I thought it was, I thought the name could have been different. If the name was different, how would that change it? If it happened now, think about, think about how you think the show would flow now. Think about my concept. If you're an animator, do that. Uh, animate what I said and and Ooh, animation. And people fuck first, with animation now. Yeah, animate what I said and um and send email me before you do it. And if your animation is good, I, I I'll probably send you a five hundred thousand dollars or something to do it. And so that's it. That's what I want you to take away from it. Is uh, that a, a job opportunity? <laughs> if you if you animate my crazy space job fair pitch. <laughs> I'm excited about this. I'm so excited about this. I want to thank Hannibal Burris for joining me on the show today. We talked about how Hannibal masterfully gave us his reboot of Homeboys in Outer Space, how he has never seen coming to America all the way through, and if someone animates Hannibal's reboot idea, he will give them 5000 or more dollars. I want to thank you guys for listening. Our creator and producer of the show is Judith Carbo. Our supervising producer is Rebecca Steinberg. Our music composer and supervisor is Brendan Solomon Lynch. Our audio engineer is Jessica Gutierrez. 
Our executive producer is Jason Smith, and I'm your host, Dulce Sloan. So join us next time on That Black Ass Show. Star Bands Avenue, a podcast network.